last time we did the whole podcast and then didn't really do an intro one time. That was tricky to edit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Chunky Peanut Butter Podcast. It's chunky. It's smooth. It's no longer just a spread you put on toast or bread. It's a podcast with your host, Heather, and your co-host, Ben. Welcome back, everybody, to the Chunky Peanut Butter Podcast. Uh, it's a very special episode, as always. I've got my co-host, Ben, here. Ben, what yes. are we doing this episode? Hi, oh, Ben. Oh, say hello. Say hello to everyone first. Oh, hi. Jeez. Hi. Hi. Heather, you should say hello to everyone. Yeah, hi, everyone. Well. Hi, sorry. This hi, is so hello. aggressive. Hi, everybody. Yes. Thank you for listening and coming to hang out with us. <laughs> ben, you didn't even answer the question. It's true. We <laughs> This week is a great week. We have a uh, special guest and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say right away, friend of the show. I'm going to say friend of the show right away. Uh, Gustavo, uh, I this is the first time we're meeting. Last name, I'm going to just say it. I'm going to go for it here. Right. <laughs> and then I'm going to try it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Of course, it sounds in a Spanish accent would be Gurubel Pech. Mm. Guru Bell Pech. Okay. Bell. All right. Yes. Gustavo Guru Bell Pech. Exactly. Now, before the interesting thing you said in a Spanish accent, those names are both different, like two different cultural names. Is that what it is? Yes. In uh, in Mexico and I think in most of parts of Latin America. By the way, hi, everybody. Oh, sorry. Hey, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, I just, and I, <laughs> just, I think, I mean, if we time traveling right now, it would be today Christmas Day? Yes. It, it is Christmas, Merry Christmas Day. everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Is that Feliz what Navidad. you Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Cool. I've been working on my Spanish. I have been working on Spanish a little bit. But yeah, sorry, everyone. I got I got so excited. Tell us a little bit about you, Gustavo. I know who you are because I I that's like we're friends. But um, tell everyone who you are and why you're cool. Well, no, we'll tell them. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, okay. That's, that's a tough question. <laughs> well, uh, myself, I'm Gustavo. I live in the Yucatan Peninsula, mostly known because it's the place where Chichen Itza is. Um, I live in the capital city called Merida, colonial city founded in the uh, I mean, built uh, and called uh, Merida uh, in the 16th century. 15th century, actually. And uh, I'm a communicologist who does a lot of stuff, mostly creative stuff. And I earn my life sharing culture and, you know, good moments with visitors, just like Heather was like, I think, four or five years ago. It, it was a while ago now. And I've taken, wow. I took two different tours. The first one I remember I was Valentine's Day. So we're getting close that oh, two like years before COVID and it was a yeah. food tour. And I think oh. one thing that 
I loved about your tours was that we had gone to like your aunt's or your grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, both. They live both like, in my own. Okay, the, the, the and made, yeah, we roasted chicken like on the fire. Like we went to a market and we, you told, told us all the like cool things about like how to be in the market. And then we took the local transit <laughs> and it was just like a really great tour because it wasn't like a touristy tour. It was really like, in in local. the local like we went yeah like we we went to his aunt's house and then your cousins yeah. came too and we like cooked in her kitchen with her and ate it was amazing oh gosh it was amazing yeah yeah after that tour the 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 only thing that is missing to be a real local would be to spend the night there you know <laughs> that's it yes that's it's a, yeah yes it was very it's very cool actually i ran it this week for after three years I mean, after the whole pandemic. Oh my God! You're, yeah, so we, you're just coming back now this week? Oh, of course. Week? You know, it's like it's tourism. You know, we were yeah. the first ones on Diane and the last ones on Revival. Right. So it's coming back, though. That's awesome. Uh, it is. What, it is, like, and it has changed a lot. It's like a new world right now. Oh, really? I'd love to find out because you now, at the time, you were working for a different company, but now you are heading up your own tours. Well. Or you, you've done something differently now. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, I do different when it comes to, for tourism. I I still run tours for uh, for the owner, the former owner of the franchise of the company we used to that we used to work for. And but you know, capitalism came over and destroyed the whole <laughs> structure. <laughs> so we actually, I mean, we lost the brand. But we still uh, run tours. But of course, with with the brand, you know, all the all the advertising infrastructure went away. So no clients as we used to to have, you know. And of course, that happened during pandemic. So it's sort of like a one-two punch situation. Yeah, like yeah circumstances like, change, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, we were everything changes. And, yeah, yeah, we were shaking, yeah. and they came and kicked the chair and then but we kept running on that and now a uh, uh some opportunities came over in Riviera Maya so right now we are uh, running some a uh, weekly tours for a uh, Croatian groups and, and mostly oh, cool. Balkans Balkan guests Balkanic yes. guests sorry yeah is yeah, there is there like a culture of going there from like Croatia and the Balkan Balkans like yeah I mean the the Riviera Maya you know the the most known part uh, internationally known uh, from the Yucatan Peninsula would be the Riviera Maya, Cancun, Tulum. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, once right. you're here, right, you right. go to Playa del Carmen and all these places, right? And uh, so, yes, it's, it's diverse. Most of the, the people from Yucatan, we actually don't consider it Mexico because it's like, I mean, Heather would tell you uh, how different... Uh, oh, is you know Merida from Cancun, for example. It's like another world. It's very, it's it's very different, and I don't even know because I was mostly on like the the Yucatan Peninsula and the Riviera Maya, Maya Riviera. How are you pronouncing it? Because we grew Riviera up Maya, the, yeah. Riviera Maya, with and R. It is, <laughs> Riviera Maya, uh, and it is like even God, Cancun is very resorty, but I never did the resorts. Up into uh, Valladolid, Valladolid, and um, Cam- and like Campeche and Merida is my favorite. Campeche. I I can't say it as well as you can, but I mean I like this your home city Merida where I met you Merida. I've been trying. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm most, mostly hearing you say it, and I just try to say it the way you say it, Maybe. Gustavo. <laughs> um, but it's it's such a, a cool city, but it's very different because you've got, it's a, more, a bit more like colonial, the Spanish colonial style, as opposed yeah. to the beach life. But yeah, somewhere like Tulum is very, it's like you're living in a, fa- a jungle fantasy. Um, so I guess I can mm. see tourists... I can see tourists yeah, enjoying actually, that. You, you, you defined it. You defined it just uh, right. Actually, let uh, I don't know, Ben. I probably already seen some Tulum advertising on on Instagram, and if not, probably so. gonna. I'm gonna yeah, check it out now. Yeah, yeah. like um, yeah. they're and all in not, white. Probably after this call, we're gonna we're gonna do it. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. you're gonna see yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but for, for the people, they they. Uh, they know about Tulum. They know it because it's a very Instagrammable place. Whoa! So you go there yeah, the first to... picture that comes up when you Google Tulum is knock is... you out amazing. Like the oh, beach, yeah. the ocean's exactly. beautiful. It's it's beautiful. It looks like there's a freaking castle. Like oh, I guess it's it's my it's Mayan temples, right? Like there's literal exactly that that would be the Mayan temple. You know that that right. is like the 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 place where the Spaniards arrived in Uruguay. No? Sure, it was yeah. the main the main port in. In, yeah. in those centuries, so the and now it's just course, hippies. Exactly. If you if you Google Tulum nightlife, you're gonna notice. Now it's a place where it's uh, more into architecture. I would say the good thing, a good thing about Tulum, is uh, the architecture that they have been uh, thinking uh, to. I mean, they gotta take care of the mangroves. You know, it's something that is. The, the environmental damage in the area is just unavoidable. On you just cannot unsee it. Uh, is is there? You know. But um, so what they are doing is using mostly wood or vines to build houses and hotels, so they can, you know, try. I mean, there's still gonna be an impact, but it, that gonna low it down. It has been lowing it down. So you are actually. You get into a resort or a hotel, but it would you would be like in the middle of the mangroves. Of course, you you just stop thinking about pesos there, and you start thinking about euros or pounds. Now it's it's like traveling to Santorini, to to Dubrovnik, to Rome. Now it's that pricey. <laughs> It, it is much, much more expensive. Oddly enough, uh, we're still not sure, but Ryan and I have been looking at some, maybe not so much an investment property, but at some properties. And the Playa del Carmen to Tulum market is huge. <laughs> but then Tulum is all super fancy. But then you're more inland. And I guess to go, I think it's interesting. You were talking about, you know, you don't have the big tour company behind you, but the tours you were running were very grassroots, very almost eco-tourism, very small group, which I think right now hopefully yeah. is where the where tourism is trending. At the, at the time, uh, yes, actually, at the at the time we were the only ones doing it in Merida, for, in Mexico actually. But I'm gonna just gonna talk about Merida, and we were the only ones doing it that way. Now, uh, one thing that is that I mean, people. Our listeners gotta know about all of this. Is maybe that uh, when it comes to South American countries, what mostly the cities offer is luxury for travelers, and that luxury for travelers in the colonial cities is 
pretty much connected with the slavery. So, and because it was the golden years in these last 300 years. Now is where the, the country actually had money, of course, concentrated in 5% of the population, but it's what they, fo they are focused on. And of course, everything gonna be painted. I remember one day, I don't know if I ever told you that when I was running to review, it's like going to Disneyland. You know, when you go mm -hmm. to Magic Kingdom, you, Magic Kingdom, the one in Florida, if anybody has been there, you know, you take, I don't know, the boat, you are riding. I have been there. This... I have been there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, you... it's, it's, a, it's amazing. You know, it, it it's fantastical. There's a, a things that don't exist yeah. in your world. Exactly. That it's you... literally going to another universe of happiness. Yeah. I mean, it's... they they aim to 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 sell that, and they pretty much they sell it pretty well. They do but... well at that. <laughs> like oh, yeah. my my family is from Ontario and not well off, and we made our way to Disneyland at one point when I was a kid. Like they they got their hooks in deep early for so many people, but it's, it's it's pretty much like that. Actually, we have a Mayan Disneyland, and it's what I'm I'm, I'm trying to say here because it's like when you first get to Magic Kingdom, the first thing you're gonna see is this very beautiful French architecture from the late 1800s in South Cali uh, South Florida. Right. No, you can, I mean, you can smell the Cajun, you know, and the first thing you get is plastic and a store, you know, it's pretty much the surface, you know, but you just dig a little bit and is where the actual treasure is, you know, is the people, you know, because I think everything changed when, when we started to get Airbnbs and cheaper flights. Because the people, and of course, also the digital life. So because most of the people of our generations, these last two generations, they can live pretty much whatever they want as far as they have a computer. So that allowed people to stay longer in places. So it's not just running to Chichen Itza, take a picture and then drawn back to the airport. You know, you can, ha you have more time. And that, you know, as a visitor allows you, you know, to dig a little bit, and of course, also media is described in Mexico in different ways. So when you come, you come with an expectation. And uh, sometimes the surface just doesn't deliver. It's well, and it's I always found it interesting because when I, I remember going to Mexico for the first time to the Riviera Maya and to where did I go the first time? Not Cancun. We <laughs> We didn't go to Cancun right away. Yeah, we arrived in Cancun <laughs> and then got on the bus straight to Playa del Carmen from the airport, didn't go to the resort. So I've never really seen that fancy resort life. But I remember at first I I was shocked. But for me, I've, I'd been over to Eastern Europe and like not just Dubrovnik, but the like Macedonia. So like Eastern Eastern, we went through Sarajevo on a bus. So I I knew, and even Greece, like Athens, there's, first of all, like as a North American, we're used to seeing things a certain way. And then when you're, you know, in these other countries where it's a different climate, like the jungle, which is always trying to take over most of the Yucatan, <laughs> the jungle is like, if we think our North American country and like our, wildlife yeah, is bad. Yeah, our mosquitoes love yeah. white people. 
your oh jungle, <laughs> like the cockroaches, the it's little scorpions, like a scorpion was like knocking on my door once. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I don't have, I may have a bear or a moose in Canada, but I don't have a scorpion. Are there also but, are there also little lizards all over the place? Yeah, yeah, and iguanas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is we wild. <laughs> we do so not cute. have little lizards fucking around in Canada yeah. at all. That is they, one of my nice. least. I mean, it's, it's part wild. of the environment. I can't be anywhere. Near. I yeah. do not well, like that. Just, I, mean, I have like just... a mild phobia. Oh, you would. Yeah, there I mean, was one. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry in Campeche, in Campeche, Simon the gecko moved into our accommodation and he what? was just like, he was like, just like two inches. I don't, I don't know if no. his name is Simon, but he would like go around and they like made like a shrill little sound, like a little tiny screaming sound. Like, yeah, ah! it's so cute. And you'd be Jurassic there Park shit. It would just be like a tiny little two inch gecko, like on your ceiling and they have their little round section feet. And then there were two iguanas <laughs> that lived outside, like out front and no. they would just sit on no the fence. For me. No. In like the yard. No it way. Was... No way. No. It is paradise. I know. Is I know what you describe it because it really is out and and, and Ben's reaction is just it, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, because I I have I haven't been to Mexico, but I have been to like I've been to Costa Rica and I've been to the, mm -hmm. the Dominican Beautiful. Republic, mm -hmm. and those two places, uh, just lizards. There's little lizards everywhere, and I'm just I do not like little lizards everywhere, I mean, and they're we everywhere. Have the one we have the one that runs over the water. Oh yeah, the Jesus lizard, and oh, and, and yet those ones, the ones that they are, they were uh, occupying uh, Heather's accommodation. We call them chokan, cho Mayan for mice, and can Mayan for snake. Oh god! I, I oh, mouse snake. Okay. That makes mouse snake, right? Mouse, well, that's uh, it. Was basically little... like having My a mouse. Yeah. But then, where I was, I was in Mahual, like down the coast, further, mm -hmm. and we were camping, Beautiful. and there was just like the little what is alligators, crocodile alligators, alligators little alligators, yeah. little little alligators, and but you've got agoutis and cotamundis. This whole episode is just how cute. The Mexican like <laughs> creatures are. They're adorable, except the scorpions and the cockroaches. I'm not, I'm just gonna say Merida has yeah, some cockroaches. Yeah, yeah. Like Nobody the kind you see in the museum. They are the middle like... house of the animal kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Simpsons <laughs> I... reference. <laughs> I I just I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not into lizards. Oh, man. I've I've already decided that like lifetime I will not be going to Australia because I I am that scared of snakes. Oh. I mean we we are here in the jungle and we wonder the same about Australia. Sorry oh, about uh, Australian friends. Right. But you're I mean, you're yeah. in the jungle <laughs> and you're crabs. you're thinking the I don't know crabs. You know? They're coconut crabs. Yes, those things them, are you massive. Know, you can actually ride them. They're huge. And they should domesticate them. That would well, okay, that would be fantastic. <laughs> of course. Like especially okay, well, if yeah. they're if you can ride them, you're walking you, you know, mobility crabs. Let's go. It's like some sort of segue <laughs> where you're just like on yeah, your they, or like a can, one wheeler, yeah, use a two crab. Airports, you know, in two airports <laughs> because there are some bands that they just go one way. Oh, right. Right, because they yeah. they crab walk. Yeah, and you just side <laughs> yeah, you to side. Like <laughs> okay, well, at least if the tourism anyway. doesn't work out, we have a new invention. Yeah, if the podcast doesn't take off, 
Yeah. We have there, our next yeah. pitch. There is a snake in Australia that likes hanging out near uh near like urban areas mm-hmm. is super aggressive and the recommendation is that you should shoot it with a shotgun if it tries to come at you and hope that it stops okay and that's not <laughs> no. even that's not even number 1 that's not the worst one that's like number 4 <laughs> number 4 if it, because it's in not Australia. an instant kill if it bites you yeah it just is more prone to biting you less venom I don't remember the city, and but I think it's in New Zealand or also in Australia. But they have these birds, city birds, like I don't know pigeons, but okay. not actually pigeons. Right. And the thing is that most of the people in this city they gotta wear hats because they are very territorial birds. Oh, so no. if you walk by them, they start to try to peck you in the head. And they actually can re- really hurt people. Red wing yeah. blackbirds. They yeah, do this. Red wing blackbirds. I in my small in my neighborhood in <laughs> Toronto, I live in a place called City Place. And every summer there are red wing blackbirds that live in this neighborhood. I have been pecked <laughs> in the back of my head by a red wing blackbird two consecutive summers. They, yeah, they, they they get aggressive during their. You know, yes. I wonder they if have a peri- they have like a two month period where if you go near their nests, which yes, you don't they, know, they you're <laughs> just yeah, ah, like, they, hey, the, oh, yes, and they go in. Yeah, we're trying to have you know we're trying to have some sex here. I'm, walk- you know? I'm walking alone, my you know? dog. <laughs> I'm just minding my own business. The two women in the <laughs> yeah. dog park laughed at me because they saw what happened. They saw I got attacked by the oh. bird, and they just were like, ha, 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 ha. And, I, and what can you do, right? The bird's flown off. I've just been attacked, but whatever, it's over, so I have to laugh, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun how the birds behave. <laughs> you don't... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was just looking it up. I think the red-winged blackbird migrates south. To me- like, I think it we share oh, this. Oh, so they are the so same. It might, they it's are the same bird. I think it is the different the... times of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's, that yeah. is wild. I, I was so checking right now it they up. are pecking on some some Australian or New Zealand bees. Yeah, oh, no, so, no, you, yeah. Your birds, we share birds because we also share flamingos come mm-hmm. from us from from us to you. And um, I, I'm just talking about birds that we all. Share. The next time we see a monarch <laughs> butterfly, Ben, we can say, "Go say hi to Gustavo," and right. it'll fly just back. And then when you see a butterfly, Gustavo, we said oh. we sent it. Very, very, very good heads up about something related with monarch uh, uh, butterflies. You know something <laughs> very Latin American. It's like when you try to protect something, eventually you won't live longer. The thing is that. Uh, that was this guy, Omero, is his name. And uh, he got, unfortunately, uh, killed. He was a protector of the monarch uh, butterflies in Michoacán. Is where they come, you know, when they, yeah. when they migrate south. And it's very, very nice. He built a sanctuarium. He, you know, nice. built lot, uh, you know, planted lots of pine trees for the adults. He was leading this amazing project. And because of this project, the population of the monarch butterfly in Mexico Doubled the last three years. So yeah, wow. Wow. We've had yeah. a lot more monarch Thanks butterflies. For his <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy because I noticed that. And I didn't know why. 
wow, the whole population. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, heard I don't that. know if it's double, but it's like it's a very significant cave. Yeah, and it's and, like they they are back. You know, they are no longer in danger of extinction. I actually, you know, I, that's that's something that's something I was talking about because their the farm I used to live on had a lot of butterflies, and I was always planting pollinators, and there were more and more. And I would all, like for the last few years, I'd be like, you know, it seems like there's a lot more monarch butterflies, but I know that they're one of those like species that does have a very specific home base like it's not a yes. big area a they go back to the same for reproduction and if they don't yeah. get there they just don't like we we yeah. don't realize how how well uh, crazy enough how we're all connected like how all these different countries give all the monarchs and they come all the way from like where we live ben in the frozen north not when it's cold to go you know down there but they it's just one tiny spot on the planet and that's I, what I liked about your tours, too, that you were doing, Gustavo, because I, I we distracted it by trying to say that Mexico is covered in cockroaches and bugs and scorpions yeah. and lizards. Yeah. But <laughs> and, but it's, it's got adorable I mean, there, mammals, too. I mean, there's lots of things that they could kill you even in your home, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any, oh, yeah. Anywhere no, else. I, oh, oh there, yeah. there's a constant threat of coyote. Uh, yeah. Where I'm from, bears just live in the woods. And that's if... I was uh, visiting my home, I want to say a month or two ago, and you can't drive down the road without seeing a deer either beside the road, ready to go onto the road, or on the road. You are always having to stop or slow down for deer where I grew up. And it's it just could easily end up i don't know where i'm going with this but it that it, would that would happen well an that accident would, that still yes. happens in some areas of yucatan the southest 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 because uh, it's where the the mayans the still are you know here is mostly like in canada or like in the united states you know we have a the native americans we're still here i'm a mayan culturally and by blood you know and uh and Many of the people right now, 65% of the population in Yucatan uh, speaks Mayan as first language. And oh, that's uh, awesome. And uh, so, taking about the, the deers in South, they still have deers as pets, and also uh, only Mayans can hunt deer uh, for survival. If you are from the city and you hunt, it's a federal felony, and you just go to jail, and it's a very big fine. Uh, wow. Yes, yes. Yes, they keep it, they have they have deers as pets. Yeah. yeah that yeah. is wow, wow. I yes, that's yes, so yes. that's so neat. Yes, or little roosters they have them here. And big turkeys Ooh. though. Sorry. Big turkeys. Oh the big, oh yeah, the turkeys. And uh I mean it, the you can see, you know, the ones that they were introduced by the Spaniards and uh and some of the ones that they are still on nature, you know, for example most known dish, cochinita pibil, is it was introduced by Spaniards. Now, pork is not from Amer- from the American continent. Now, but this is how all of this blending comes in the cities, you know, where the actual mixing happened. But there were areas where, I mean, nobody cared about those lands, so they just stay until nowadays, and that changed the whole thing. And also, that is one of the, the things that I try to show or share I would say better share uh, with the visitors 
because this is where I actually find to the beauty, the difference, the beauty of the difference and the actual connection uh, with the other person. You know, the thing that I like the most about the, the home cooking tour is, is that it's very intimate. Now is that, yeah, at some point you are just like in the middle of the duty and, and you just, you just forget where you are, you know, you're just surrounded by friends, having a good time. And it's something that I, I don't know if I said it in the tour, but it's like, this could happen anywhere in the world. Just change what we have in front. But what we are having here, and you know, and when you have people from different continents, from different parts of the world, you know, it, it really, it really opens, you know, it opens your mind and shrinks the world. Uh, it's, it's like, it's that experience that, I, I think that's why I, I do this, you know? <laughs> that's, no, it's like, that's beautiful. Like that's really, that. wow. Yeah, what a what a beautiful sentiment. And I, I think that that's, I think we could all do as much of that as possible. Like we should all try to get around a, <laughs> a dinner table with everybody yeah. if we can and, you know, find that common ground. And that's, that's neat that even in the, in the scope of like the tourism industry to be able to have those authentic moments, like where you kind of lose yourself in the experience with, these people that kind of become for that yeah. moment, like part of your lives. And it's so, so very cool. Yeah. I mean, and the connection is real. I mean, I met oh, yeah. her five <laughs> years ago. And we're sure. Here. Yeah. You know, we're friends. No, well, and it's I, really you're, you're just picking up, uh, you're, you're making friends at work every day and having these great experiences, these great yeah. connections. Well, I even came back. That's the thing. I think I was trying to remember. So because we met on this tour, the home cooking tour. And then I think I saw you. I think we got together in Valladolid or something. Or maybe I'm mixing the two trips up. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. Know, I was in Valladolid at some point. That's the because we ended I up met seeing. You in Merida. Yeah, because that's, that's the. Exactly, because we I've taken two of your tours, and it was in. So is that's how good Gustavo is as a tour guide. I took his tour guide. Then we became friends. Then we hung out again that one trip to Mexico. And then when I came back a year later, we went to Merida because it's a beautiful city. But we to see Gustavo. So and then we ended up going for nachos. We took the tour. So we've all every time. Every time we go, and I, I remember thinking you took us to your, your cantina, your friend's cantina, and it was it's mm. a very it's a very like Queen West, very hipster, cool vibe cantina. Nice, but I think nice. it was one of the oldest operating in the city mm. as yeah, a cantina under, still. Years, yeah. Uh, and you were looking at the menu, and you're like, "Oh, do you want to try this? It's like this classic local, classic traditional food." And we're like, "What is it?" And you were like, "Oh, it's nachos." And I. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I was gotta like, be made somewhere. Thought, gotta start yeah, somewhere. I love I it. I love it. I, I know every single person that right now that hasn't been here in Medellin or in Yucatan. And we're talking about how great are the nachos. It's like <laughs> I I thought, going to a point. we're aware of nachos. Yeah. 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 I thought <laughs> that's the thing. I thought for sure that this was like a tourist trap thing. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna go to I'm not gonna go to Mexico and eat the Tex Mex food. I'm not gonna eat the like I'm not gonna lower <laughs> oh myself my with nachos and cheese sauce. And then I go and I have a cheese fundido, which is like nacho cheese sauce. 
and nachos. And then you're having us eat nachos. And I'm like, well, if Gustavo says I'm supposed to eat a plate of nachos, then I guess, you know, like it's okay. <laughs> Actually, Brian wanted to know what a cenote, wanted you to explain what a cenote was. And I said, as I said, of we're getting into some serious I... stuff. That would be but, good. I've I've just been rolling with yeah. it so hard. Yeah, oh no, okay, that's true. Okay. Oh yeah, so, cenote, you know, and I'm like, so, yeah. it's gonna, I'm gonna get it contextualized. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. My I'm assistant give you a piece of a tour. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, well, I'll give a, I'll lead in better because I always lead in and then I'm like, Heather, why didn't you have like like cause I'll fumble in and then I'll get the answer to the question? And then I'm like, but I don't have a time when I was answering the question. So my lovely assistant wants to know um what a cenote is and what role they play then in the yucatan history oh, man. i mean they like don't, that's they where don't... they are oh man okay so okay uh, this is gonna sound pretty much like a tour i has given you <laughs> all right everything starts about 60 million years ago when this very big lizards you know the time where ben wouldn't like to be living oh my and, god it uh, starts this far back yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, if we are fair enough, it would start far back about two, two hundred twenty-five million years ago, because this little stone was in the rings of Saturn, you know, and one of them was like this, and one of okay. them was like this, and All the right. one that was like this hit the one, you know, one was shaking, you know, in the space, and the other one was going, you know, smooth and in line, and the one that it was shaking hit the one that it was in line and a little piece of that stone traveled for 100 years, 100 millions of years onto, you know, to the orbit of the, of the earth, you know. Right. Uh, and then, of course, you know, if you already uh, watched this Netflix movie, uh, Don't Look Up, it's exactly had, what happens. I've seen that. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. It's a, okay. Yes. It's, so a, the it's meteor five hits. kilometers. Yes, it's yeah. a five. It was a five kilometers meteorite. It's a stone that landed in the area that nowadays we call Yucatan Peninsula. This area was one hundred meter, about uh, three hundred feet uh, deep. It was a coral reef, and actually that was one of the main reasons of the very big mess, because that was deep wasn't deep enough for a very big stone. So the explosion was uh, according to last data that was. Uh, the last study, the last time they did the crater, it was a, I think, hundred and twenty, no, twenty thousand times the atomic bomb exploding at the same time. What? Yeah, let that sink in. What? You no, know, it was a Santo Madrazo. You know, there is no English word for it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it's the one too that like when we were growing up, I think the remnants of this like asteroid was what we thought had killed the dinosaur. Like it was the the dinosaur. It, exactly. Is asteroid, what it actually, I think. Is what it actually created the world that we know. And right. The, yes, it's like it liberated that amount of energy. They were a brontosaurus walking in the 800 kilometers away from this zone that they just, their blood got vaporized and it made their skin to explode. And then these things flew away. I'm talking about, you know, 40 meters animal of the size of a truck flying away like it was a leaf, you know, everything was destroyed. So all of this coral reef, it got dissolved, went to the bottom, 
and stayed a sediment for millions of years. And then the earth started you know, uh, to cool off, you know. I mean, human beings in earth is like fleas. <laughs> we, we don't exist that, we haven't exist that long, you know. And so, you no, know, eventually through the ice ages, you know, the water eventually started to get in the poles. Now, if Newton is right, it never, it's been the same water always in the earth. You know? So uh, that made the Yucatan Peninsula to emerge as a part, as a sediment. Through another bunch of millions of years, this sediment got fossilized and is what we call limestone. Of course, this means earthquakes, volcanoes are moving, you know, and all of that created these caves. You know, and it's when the human beings start to appear because in all of this part, you know, also the water started to come as rain and it started to go filtering this stone, you know, and that water coming from rain started to fill these caves made of limestone. Now, and, uh, and though, of course, those caves goes 100 meters below. So in anywhere in Yucatan, just open a hole and you're gonna find water that is running to the shores. Those are the sediments. Now, and uh, we have about 5,000 of them, depending on who is the geologist you're reading. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, but still, you know, and it depends on different, on different things, you know. Of course, they are the source of water of all of us. We call it hard water because, as you can imagine, it's full of minerals. Right. And because of the calcium that is in the limestone, that makes one of the main problems, health problems, kidney stones that we fix with chaya, the, the, the spinach ah. that we try. Oh, and we yeah. drink it. And, uh, and then, you know, it's, and, and you find it anywhere, you know. Some of them, they look like very big pipes, 40 meters wide with 40 meters depth that you just go and find a cave and just keep going in water. And of course, the very first human beings in the region, you know, our very first ancestors about 12, 10,000 years ago, they started to live there. You, have, you can find marks down the water. There's divers, cave divers, archaeologists that goes there and find offerings, ceremony leftovers, even fires. The water went so low, so the fire would never float it. Uh, and it's just, wow. it's, it's what we, our, our ancestors called the entrance to Xibalba, the, the underworld is where we go when we die. And, uh, and uh, yes, it's like, it's, an, it's another universe. It's literally another universe. You can dive in, and look for it. I would describe it like sinking Moria. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Very much like uh, that. I, I know, mean, like, Heather, so Heather cool. has been so there. Cool. It has, well, and as a tourist, like, I think you see all the glamorous Instagram shots, and there's some that are more popular than others, and they're just swimming holes because it's so hot, but some that we were going in, you do feel like you're in another world because you come up to them, and there may be just a couple meters I think one of ours was maybe like five or six, maybe seven meters across. If I'm remembering, maybe eight. I don't know. I'm being specific, but they're not very big holes all the time. And then you go down, but the water's so clear and you do feel, I could believe that they were magical. And some of them are so deep. 
that you're always like, oh, is something going to grab my foot? <laughs> yeah, and there's the ones that they you can find in caves and the ones that they are open air. The ones that they yeah. are open air usually are foggy, but they are ones that they are half open, that they still very clear. They are my favorite because I, I, can, I can actually see what is below me. But when, yeah. when you see what is below you is just a very deep ground at the bottom. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, cool. A <laughs> little intimidating. You know, the abyss underneath you. Uh, yes, yeah, but it's a hole are, to the underworld. But yeah, it, it's, not a bull, it's a beautiful place. It's, 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 yes, it's to enjoy, but it's, it's just magical to be there. And I usually take my guests to those ones where there's not too many people. Mm-hmm. No, I, I promise I try at least to have one cenote only for my guests. Because, I mean, before they were touristical, I was going there for camping. You know? So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want my guests to have that experience because, like I was telling you, most of the time you're going to find cenotes sold as swimming pools. But they are not swimming pools. They are, first of all, sacred. <laughs> it's water. Uh, two, they are just, I just tell you, told you the story, you know. To build a pool, you need a week, not 65 million years. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So, so beautiful. I think about it. This The closest thing we can get here is like, you know, we grow up with like rivers and creeks and forests. And when you're young, hot it's springs? easy to. You know, well, actually, I think we've got some hot springs in Canada. I mean, where we are in Canada, we've got a lot of like glacial water and we're close to the Great mm. Lakes. So, well, Ben's very close to the Great Lakes, but I'm I'm up a little further north. So we do have actually a fair bit of limestone that create kettle lakes, little like pocket lakes or like bits of water that's sort of um, sitting in a limestone basin. So it doesn't even really connect with the earth's crust, but we, we've got um, like, we don't have exactly the same sort of thing. Cause we're, we're a very dense Canada's geographically very dense. We've got the mm. Canadian shield, which is just like the bedrock, like the hardest hard part of the earth's crust oh. that got scraped away by the glaciers. So we don't have that, oh, but we I do see. have swimming holes. Like we do growing up or even in the summer in the countries when you're probably around where you grew up, Ben, the small towns, there's always like a Creek, a little swimming hole, some lakes. natural spring. Little lakes. Yeah, a little lake somewhere that you go swimming in. And they're not so sacred, but they do have that feeling like when you're a child going to these places that nobody knows about. Uh, and then well, I guess, yeah, there's, I'm thinking more of hikes and trails, but we it's a different kind of history because we don't even know our history. It's yeah, not my oh, by history. The way, Canada doesn't know by, their history. So. By the way, talking a little bit back about the asteroid thing, um, in the same research, they found entangled animals and you know and branches in the ed- you know in an edge of the shores of Oregon so when they carbon dated that it showed up five minutes after the impact so are you saying that there was a wave when, coming from here right. to there when it hit when it when it hit Tulum it caused a wave that embedded animals into the ground in Oregon yeah, I mean, five minutes like, later. Imagine, just like, right. Because like, they would have just and launched. Let, and let's sink a car into the pool, you know? Right, right. 
See what well, happens. yeah, I think I think we've all seen those images of like when they detonate a nuclear bomb under the water, and you see just yeah. the huge yeah. expanse. That's, and that's twenty thousand times yes. bigger. Yes, that is insane. And then of course nuclear yes. winter, and I think that uh, that also would have caused the change in the atmosphere. That it is why we aren't surrounded by dinosaurs anymore. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, they, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. That was that. Yeah. That was the second mass extinction that uh, the Earth had, uh, because it's what happened. It, it wasn't a nuclear winter, but all of this okay. dust covered uh, covered oh, the, yeah. the, right. the 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 sky right. for thousands of years. So of course that made a very how do you call it a winter house? No, the greenhouse effect. greenhouse greenhouse effect and right. and and then that started you know that that greenhouse effect uh stopped the trophic chain and that made the whole mess so only the smallest species survive and actually that's why we're here <laughs> right you know and but yeah the uh, one crazy thing about all of that and you know i'm going to just to give you a little bit of what my my culture has done in the region my uh, mayans has been here the last 12, 3, 1300 years. Okay. The, wow. The thing is, you know, the asteroid didn't hit Tulum. Tulum is nearby Caribbean. The asteroid okay. hits in one place that nowadays we call Chicxulub. Chicxulub. Now, it's the place. Actually, it's, and it, the name is shown in Don't Look Up. Yeah, this. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence says it. And yeah, because everybody was like, hey. <laughs> oh, nice. And, yeah, yeah. You That's know, like nice. the DiCaprio meme. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, exactly that one. Yeah, like, yeah, that one. If you look for, I mean, unfortunately, I cannot like show you a picture, but I can describe that. If you really want to look, to see, to be in the middle of where the actual explosion happened, not the impact, but the explosion, I'm standing right. over it right now. You know, Merida oh. and the North Peninsula Neat. is oh, the cool. center. And 85 to 120 kilometers away from us is the crater around us. Now, so, yeah, 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 that's the importance of it. But the thing with the toponymics of Chicxulú is that this name, when you translate it, Chac, with one A and K means red. With double A and C means rain. No, Chak. Shuluk means, and the, the, the semantics would be bad, demon, calamity, destruction, explosion, a bad, wrong, devil, devil, things like that. Right. Now, right. and Chen means well. Chak Shulu so, Chen, the well of the red demon. So like a volcanic cloud, so like, like world. maybe, like yeah, like, like yeah, like a oh you know, right. fire. The thing is, yeah. when I when I when I saw the translation, it just blew my mind because of course, it's an immediate reference to the crater, right? But that happened when dinosaurs were. So how long have how, people literally how, been passing yeah. that on people? Or I see you touching how, your head. How did they found it? I mean, it's like, how did they found out that that happened? 
it's not that the people has been there since forever because we weren't there. Right. But somehow they figure out right. that that happened there. Or is it like oh, yeah. I've heard it's science, just science. Yeah. Well, and they talk about also like, you know, you, you almost instinctually retain things like there's there's that idea that you know you're going to have inside of your dna kind of a, a natural avoidance of the thing yeah, that yeah of course of course absolutely i mean hunger uh, disgust fear all of right. that is related to survival right yeah so yeah, yeah that is specific and there i can just keep going with the with the toponymics they are just incredible it's mind-blowing the they call it the oscurrent or you know um you know, like dark knowledge. Okay. But it's just right. hidden. And this yeah. hidden in language. Mm-hmm. Because you know, language builds reality. So so yeah, yeah. I mean it's like a they always say the Mayan god of rain, you know, is the Yung Jack, you know. And like just like the Mayan god of thunder is sorry, the Greek god of thunder is Zeus, Zeus, right? But, but no, what the actual translation of Yung Chak is the divinity that inhabits in rain, you know? So when a Mayan person is seeing rain, what is seen? Well, that's so cool. They're, so they actually don't necessarily feel that they're legitimately seeing their God. They're just seeing the spirit of the idea. The idea of the divine air, the divine side of everything. But that also creates a, a whole perspective new perspective because it's also telling you that it's not putting the human being in the center but as a participant very important participant of a system that is divine mm-hmm. so that uh, explain makes better that is what the base of the sense of the mayan temples because those mayan temples are in high engineering based mm-hmm. on on beliefs no, so they, you know, in 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 Mayan language, in Mayan craft, in Mayan knowledge, the divine and and the science is blend together. You cannot separate it. Mm-hmm. They all I, just explain it. Well, I yes. I wonder. I think it's it might be more there in a lot of the the old ancient cultures because it is such an old culture. And it's Maybe. it's not similar because I guess I, I'm Canadian. So my family wasn't in North America. Like I'm first generation full Canadian. So my family wasn't really in North America, but I come from Scottish. So like Celts mm. and like the, the Celtics and then Germans. Celts. So I'm, I'm quite classic barbarian, pagan, um, <laughs> you know, but that also, kind I of... Mean, Believe but and think, it's so fascinating. Think, think that pagans think also that sorry, sorry, Heather, but uh, but I wanted I wanted to add this to to, to you. Uh, pagans and Mayans have a tree as yes. a main thing, and it's so fascinating because I I find myself asking now that personally I'm leaning more into like plant medicine and natural medicine, and we're finding the science for these things. But as you said, it was like your ancestors knew about maybe a lot more science like maybe they the the asteroid was something the, to them the method, and maybe they the method tied is it. different it's different but the science is there 
Yes. And, and honoring the natural ways of things as well, I think, is something you find in a lot of these pagan or like, unfortunately, yes, the same same religious movement kind of swept across <laughs> the globe. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Roman Empire. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming. Oh, we could you. just keep chatting um, forever, probably. Yeah, about you this. Come, I know you should come to Merida a little bit more, you know, soon. So we can I should hopefully exactly. <laughs> well, maybe in a few months I will I will definitely let you know. And then we can do a podcast episode with us in person and Ben oh, will zoom that in. Would be great. Yeah, yeah. And Ben, yes. please join in. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 I will down. have all the listeners from you. Oh, good. Good. Because I <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. I, I can't. Uh, I've, I'm fine with them. They, they, they leave you alone. They leave you alone. It's just, they're around. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we don't have to keep talking about my fear of lizards. Thank you so much, Gustavo, for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm going to cut Heather out here and say, do you, what would, what would you like to uh, promote or what would you like the listeners to know about you? Sure. Okay. So yeah, if you're gonna, if, uh, if you're coming to Yucatan Peninsula, you can find me, uh, I mean, on, on Instagram myself, I'm as goose, like 287 goose as a bird. No, goes like the bird, 287. Easier to remember in English like that. <laughs> that's the main reason why is my, that's my name, uh, my username. And also, the, if you want to book any tour, uh, is Corazon del Maya. Uh, probably it's going to appear in the credits or something like that. Uh, but it's For C -O sure, yeah. R A T O N. D-E-L, Maya, Maya, and the B by the end. And uh, we can tailor whatever experience you want to get. We can do it there. Also, uh, we run another uh, system, another idea called uh, Smile, supporting multiple uh, local international entrepreneurs, a very forced name. Uh, but the idea is to do it in the Americas, and we work mainly on the Riviera Maya. And so we do, you know, if you want to get to be that tourist experience, but also doing it in the alternative way, activating local economies and uh, local projects, we also have that option already in the Riviera Maya. <clears throat> no, and uh, and well, if you speak Spanish, síganos en Ciclónica, Ciclónica Podcast. Okay, follow us in Ciclónica Podcast, uh, which is the the production company that we do also. But we uh, we stopped, but we produced enough minutes so you can enjoy a lot of stories. <laughs> That's Thank amazing. Yeah, I, I hope so. And please, I, I highly recommend going to see him. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. And a huge thank you to all of you amazingly epic listeners. We couldn't do it without you. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at Chunky Peanut Butter and check us out on TikTok because we have a lot of fun there. There is so much going on in the new year, so I cannot wait for you to join us as this podcast takes off, goes viral, becomes smooth and just a little nuts. We will see you all next week make sure to tell two friends follow along like comment and give us a five-star review friends have a happy happy holiday whoever you are wherever you are we love you peace out